Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling. Welcome to SmackDown Ups and Downs. And it is my privilege and it is my honor to introduce to you a little short film that I've made entitled How a Wrestler Would React to Music in Real Life. Hey, yes, Steve, my friend, my man, look, absolutely, we've got to make that transaction today. We have to get that deal done. If we do not sort this out, that's right. If you want to freak out any professional wrestler, just push play on an entrance theme, somebody somewhere. This is going to go absolutely crazy. <laughs> Happens all the time. It tickles me pink. Let's up those downs. Back now, start with Pat McAfee telling us, Hey, Michael Cole, well done for 25 years on the job. And apparently within that time, he's only missed two shows. Now, I don't know if that is true, but it's absolutely crazy. And I think Cole has too much of a hard time. I mean, not only does he have to use a version of the English language made up by some crazy person, but he also just has to drop buzzwords constantly. Difficult. Soon the new day were out and Xavier Woods was literally dressed like a king, so I was having a great time. And they started talking about their feud with the Brawling Brutes starting this Friday on the Card 2 Network. And of course, because they had beaten these guys seven days ago, along with Drew McIntyre, they told Drew McIntyre to come out. Drew also shouted out Big E, and I would like to do that as well. I hope he is getting better, and I cannot wait to see him back in a wrestling ring. <laughs> McIntyre from nowhere went, oh yeah, by the way, at Clash of the Castle... I want to take on Roman Reigns and become the champ. What? That's three months away. Three, meaning surely Roman Reigns isn't coming back for a long ass time. So my big question is always, why do we make him the champ champ? Like we could have just made him the champ and made somebody else the champ, meaning we still have a champ on our shows. See? We then dubbed him Big D for obvious reasons. And because of that, Drew McIntyre decided he wanted to make a bunch of dick jokes. Don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. And even though the New Day tried to calm him down, honestly, McIntyre was obsessed. He just wanted to talk about thrusting his penis in a certain direction. And the way that we did get through this is that the New Day gave him a pair of pants. Well, it wasn't really pants, it was a pair of shorts and they said Big D on them. So I suppose this also tied into the groinal humour. <laughs> and this is when Seamus and his friends interrupted. So that is 84 in WWE and 137 overall. Honestly, it's getting ridiculous now. It's like a runaway train. It's never coming back. And Seamus actually used a Seth Rollins excuse here. He was like, we only lost a week ago because we didn't know Drew McIntyre was your mystery partner. Bush then rang to the ring because he is out of control and he 
he got beaten up. But as I always say, I do think Pete Dunne is doing very well with this gimmick. And then I did die a little bit inside when I realised we were about to do the Brawling Brutes versus the New Day for around about the 922nd time. However, this was entertaining, it was funny, I shall give it an up. And then we were right into that match. And of course, Seamus Butcher and Ridge Holland won. Because WWE is actually obsessed with 50-50 booking. The good guys then beat up Butch for a while because he is smaller than everybody else. This is when Holland got in there and he focused on Woods. And Butch also got his moment where he feels like he's just loaded full of sugar before we got to hog tag number one to Kofi Kingston. Hit the boom drop on Seamus, but Butch was there to break it up. And then we just heard a bunch of New Day dives. <laughs> they just stood on Allen the announce table and they started to dance. All these years and I still love it. We then went to the break and when we did return, the Brutes were magically in control. So I'm going to say that Ridge Holland had put a fake moustache under the ring and he put it on and the New Day and Drew didn't realise it was Ridge Holland. They thought he was a fan and then Ridge Holland went, ha ha, and he punched him in the face. At one point, he absolutely squashed Kofi Kingston as well and that did not look fun. And a long story short is that eventually Pete Dunne, sorry, Butch, did indeed hit the bitter end and the Brawling Brutes got the one, two, three. So it's fine, I enjoyed myself. It does feel like we are trying to fill time because Roman's not going to be back for a while. Give it up. Quick interview with Vinod and Shinsuke Nakamura after this because they're taking on the Usos later for the Unified Tag Team Championships. I don't understand why we didn't wait 48 hours and do it at Hell in a Cell. But the most interesting part here is one, Riddle was all like, I don't care about that gold, I'm doing it for Randy Orton. When Michael Cole said, well, that's a good point because Randy Orton may never wrestle again. Now, given this was never followed up on, like they didn't really talk about hinge injuries, it could just mean that Randy decided, look, I'm really tired. I just need to go home. So now he's sleeping. I feel ya. And appears then on the phone telling somebody that later on we're going to have a six-pack challenge to find out who the number one contender for Ronda Rousey's championship is and that Ronda came up with this idea. So if you are a friend of Adam Pearce, I would mute your phone. He only wants to talk about work. This is when Max Tupree barged in as well and said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Next week, I'm going to have my first client. And that weird old wrestling rumor mill is saying that this could be Cesaro. And look, I'd be totally cool with that. But where that came from, I have no idea. And then Jinder Mahal defeated Humberto. Of course he did. Now, I really have no idea who I meant to root for in this feud, and it only went two minutes, and yes, it was completely constructed around the fact that before the match, Shanky wanted to dance, during the match, Shanky wanted to dance, and after the match, Shanky wanted to dance. And the whole time, Jinder was like, man, I can't stand you wiggling your hips. But nobody actually tells us why. Cole even kept telling us that men and the fans are so desperate to see Shanky dance. And I'm a fan. I ain't desperate to see anybody dance. Desperate. Like I wake up in the morning like, oh, I need to see you dance, Shanky. If you are doing that, you've got a problem. I don't know why Mahal would even care about this because at one point Shanky's dancing basically distracted the referee, distracted Humberto, which allowed Jinder to hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll up and he got the flubbing win. This was every WWE trope rolled into one and it's just getting so boring. So it does have to get it down. And after Jinder Mahal had stormed off because he still couldn't handle the fact that Shanky Shanky was dancing. Shanky went to Samantha Irvine, the ring announcer. They started to dance. I don't know who this is for. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know who greenlit it. And I do not know how it made it on the TV. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And then we got this six-pack challenge next. Smackdown was a little bizarre. Began with Rousey coming to the ring as well as Shotzi. And she was laughing because once again, she had locked Aaliyah in the, in the backstage locker room. Can you imagine this happened in any other sports? So let's say it's the Buccaneers versus the Packers at the Super Bowl. And the Packers had like barricaded the Buccaneers' bus. So they weren't able to turn up to the field. So officials just went, oh, well, Green Bay, we'll just give the trophy to you. Bless Pat McAfee as well, who said, well, given that we have footage, she's clearly locked a cameraman and a boom mic operator in there. So that was tremendous. And of course, when this match started, Aaliyah did just appear. And nobody told us how this happened. However, given that this was Shotzi Aaliyah, Zia Lee, who I think hasn't even had a match on SmackDown, even though she got called up months ago, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shayna Baszler, they only got four minutes. I was a bit like, man, can we not give them a little bit more? All you really need to know is that Raquel had this one after she hit the powerbomb onto Shotzi. But this is when Shayna Baszler snuck in there and she applied the Kirafuda clutch. And then Natty was back. She saw that somebody was just laying on the floor. So she pinned her to become the number one contender. I mean, what a lame way to win. So I think this is happening at the pay-per-view premium live event, but who knows? I have no idea. It just feels so messy at the moment. And you can't argue that this didn't feel rushed because it definitely felt rushed. However, I did think all of these people worked very, very hard. I'm giving it up. But yeah, seriously, this was too short. Down. Happy Corbin was then promising to murder Mad Cat Moss if he returned to SmackDown which is when Madcap Moss returned to SmackDown. He has this new look too, and the goofiness appears to be absolutely gone, but we'll get to that in just one minute, because here, an ambulance or a local medical facility wagon pulled up to the arena, and Moss got out the back of it in these new black trunks, and the suspenders are gone. So I was like, has he been living in the ambulance for three weeks? Because I don't think that's how it works. Before he did come to the ring, we also learned that Lacey Evans has been moved out to SmackDown. So what the hell is going on there? She was already on SmackDown, then she got moved to Raw, now she's back to SmackDown. And every single week we get told, oh, next week, Lacey Evans is going to have a match. Then we get to next week and someone goes, oh, next week, Lacey's never going to have a match. And then we get to next week and so on and so forth. It's got to the point where I'm like, please, please, just let her have a fun and fight. Moss was eventually here though, and I thought this was really good stuff because he does have a new serious attitude. He is totally sick of Happy Corbin, Baron Corbin, so much so he wants him to come out right now so he can beat the crap out of him. Then Corbin was here, he pretended he was going to fight, then he said, Haha, no, that's not going to happen. When Adam Pierce went, poof, I have appeared like magic. You are going to have that match and it's going to be right now. And then sure, yes, it did end in a DQ, but here's the thing. WWE does too many of these, but when it shows some patience, it actually 
absolutely works because here, Moss hates Baron Corbin so much that when he tried to hit him with a chair, he got it and he smashed the absolute shit out of him. And you're like, yes, you would do that. This man tried to kill you. You want some revenge. At one point, he was going to crush him with Simba the Steel Steps as well. But this is when officials broke it up. And again, long story short, come Sunday, we are getting Moss versus Baron Corbin in a no-holds-barred match. And this is just so simple. We're not overthinking anything. We're doing everything right with Moss. We're turning him into a star. He came across like a trooper here. And I really wish sometimes that WWE would apply this to all their storylines. Because you can just sit down and enjoy it. That's all I ever need. Up. Usos then told us they are going to win in the main event next. So once again, somebody is lying to us. When we were also told next week, it's going to be Gunther versus Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Could we not have put this on Hell in a Cell? Just given the Intercontinental title a little something something... Apparently not. And yes, we then got to the Usos taking on Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura. And while it was very entertaining and while it was very good, I kind of do feel like we've gone round the houses with all these tag team shenanigans now. I mean, Riddle versus Randy Orton was great because they had this good relationship. And while I like Shinsuke Nakamura, it's just not the same. I suppose the other problem is this is the last thing we did see before the pay-per-view premium live event this weekend. So it almost operated as some kind of standalone adventure. I don't know about you, but when I'm playing an RPG, sometimes I just want to stick to the narrative. The fans were desperate for Riddle to win, though, and the story, maybe non-story here, was that halfway through, Shinsuke hurt his knee. Now, the referee did the whole, oh, I'm going to hold the X sign up, and everyone was like, oh, he's hurt for real. But this kind of felt like I was being worked, but I'm not 100% sure. So let's just address it from both angles. Firstly, if Shinsuke Nakamura is hurt, my gosh, please get better soon. But also, two, if this was part of the story, bravo, WWE, you totally got me. And don't forget, when you do watch wrestling, you're meant to be worked. It doesn't make you an idiot. That's the whole point. There's also a ton of near falls at the end. And even though Riddle was fine by himself, even I started to go, oh my gosh, he's going to do it. That's because I'm a geek and shouldn't be allowed to do my job. We did make sure to plant some seeds, though, because Jimmy and Riddle were tussling on the top. I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. When all of a sudden, Roman Reigns' music started to play, which, yes, does tie into this week's intro. Now, Riddle actually wasn't that dumb here, because what he did turn like, well, what is that? He was still able to hit the Super RKO, but the problem is, this was still a little bit of a distraction. Jay had tagged himself in. From nowhere, he hit the big splash. Pin riddle for the one, two, three. Surely this has to be it because it just does. Although the best bit is we then zoomed to the production truck and we found out that it was Sami Zayn who had done this. He was behind the audio guy and I guess was going, man, you better push play on that RomanRange.mp3. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. And I really enjoyed that because I've wanted to see that for ages. So many times, random music starts playing. This time we had a reason. He ran out to celebrate with his Uso brothers, but eventually Riddle did kick everybody's ass. And surely we just need to build to Riddle versus Roman Reigns. Apparently that was on the card at one point, but now we've changed our minds, but it makes all the sense in the world. Although honestly, Riddle versus Sami Zayn would also be good, but we've just seen it so much. However, good hot start, end I mean, to SmackDown wasn't the start. Up. Which brought us to the end of the show, and it was all right, it was okay. It just kind of feels like, apart from Cody and Seth and the Raw Women's Triple Threat match, WWE doesn't really care about this. Now, I am going to give it an up because, again, for two hours, I was entertained. But do I feel like WWE has lost some steam? Yes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.